Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin of Tailteller's Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, how's everything in the fishiness in your part of the world? It's been pretty good. Everything has been a little different than what like a normal summer looks like, mainly because we got a pretty good shot of rain the past weekend, which is... Uh, and a good temperature drop as well. So that's kind of changed some of the dynamic uh, of what like a normal summer fishery here looks like. Um, so the trout streams up in the mountains got a pretty good shot of rain, um, which, and it co- cooled down like way cool for August. Um, so those were, were definitely fishable. And uh, a couple people I know took advantage of that with uh, some terrestrials. And man, did they, I mean, they caught some. Some pretty nice sized brook trout for this time of the year, and uh, and it was you know they said they showed me some pictures and it had drizzled rain on them like the whole day. So I mean it's not the the type of fishing that everybody wants to do, you know. But I'm I'm fine going out in the rain catching fish. Um, but you know with that much rain, that kind of throws off the smallmouth bite in terms of our bigger rivers like the James, um, and then even the tributary streams to the James up high. Uh, so they've been pretty muddy and not necessarily high. Like in the winter times we get muddy and super high water. Um, but the James didn't like spike to be these crazy high levels. It's just super, super muddy. Um, and it's, you know, every day it's getting a little bit better, but uh, my assumption would be even this weekend, it's going to be pretty muddy. Um, and I mean, you can catch fish in that, uh, last week we had pretty good shot of, of rain. And so I ended up floating just to see kind of what was going on. And, uh, we, we did actually have a pretty good, uh, streamer bite. Um, so it's a little different than what would be a typical summer. Cause usually like right now, I mean, we're, this would be peak top water, you know, cicadas and whatever other bugs you're throwing on the surface. Um, but that's not going to be as effective right now as what like a giant white streamer is going to be um, fished kind of on the pause. That's, that's been the best way uh, of getting them to actually eat. But uh, I know a guy last week caught a 20 inch smallmouth on um, a big one of Blaine's shadow game changers. Um, he bought it in the shop and then later on that night, I got a picture of this just enormous smallmouth that he caught on it. Um, just barely hooked. I mean, barely hooked. So that, it was pretty cool. It's it's been a different, you know, two weeks or I guess about a week and a half um, for what a normal summer is. But it's kind of a nice change of pace. Yeah, and how long did that little cool break that you uh, that you just got kind of put the smallies in a funk? Because normally, I guess my experience in the summer is when something like that happens, they kind of are off the bite for a couple of days. Yeah, and that. that what we experienced and i think it's going to keep going that way because it's it, i don't some of us seem to be more susceptible almost to the front and that sort of stuff um you know like you can have those afternoon thunderstorms and they'll be fine like the bite will be super hot after them or it'll be like super hot before them or sometimes it's like while the rain is falling like they're eating so it's it's just crazy you know, the only way you can pattern them is just by going out fishing and then noticing, oh, hey, we're not catching any fish. You know, <laughs> like they don't set to one true bite 
sequence, you know, during all these little afternoon shots of range that we get. Um, and that's, it's kind of annoying to be honest. Cause it's like, uh, it's almost like turkey hunting, you know, like you can't pattern what they're going to do. It's just, they're going to do whatever they want. They're going to eat whenever they want. But uh, I know last week it, the, the bite was just pretty terrible midweek. Um, you know, and we, we caught a couple fish and, uh, well, we caught a couple, I think in a full day float on one of the float trips, it was like four fish, which is just unheard of for, or not unheard of, but like, that's just not a good day. And, uh, we, we caught one of them and, you know, when he came up, there was just like, no, it was just thin. I mean, it was just clear they hadn't been eating that much. Um, and that's just due to, you know, all those changes. They just, they get all these fronts and colder water gets thrown over them and, they just don't eat. And then on the flip side, now here's another weird one is, uh, now the muskies typically are trying to stay as cold as possible. And so they're going to sit in, which they do this all summer. Um, they, they'll sit in these Creek mouths and they'll just sit there and you know, you could, it's not, you, you should not catch them, you know, in this sort of environment. Like you, there's no point in casting a fly to them. Cause just like a trout, you know, their, their temperature, um, they can die essentially they can't cool back down uh, is the is the general rule of, of thought and uh the, the, even the muskies you know sometimes they'll come and swipe at a fly if you're not paying attention and uh i know it's exciting but it's like you know you're trying to keep it away from them well that temperature change i mean it had them going nuts i i don't even <laughs> understand because you know sometimes you'll see them and you'll put a fly up there and you're throwing for small now and a lot of times the smallies will sit in the similar style of water, but you know, you would not be paying attention and you wouldn't see a muskie or something. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he's coming to try and annihilate the thing. And so it's interesting how some fish like smallmouth, they get lockjaw, you know, they're not going to touch anything They They just are going to sit there and you basically have to dangle it in front of their face for them to want to eat it. But then the muskies got that temperature change and it was like, they turned on hardcore. I mean, if we had been, if we had no ethics, you know, we were willing to just catch them and potentially kill them. Then, uh, yeah, you could have had a field day for, for the muskies, but, um, that's not the best thing to do this time of year. Cause the water temps were still in the, in the eighties. They just went from, you know, 84 down to like 79, you know, so just that little bit of a temperature change turned them on and turned the smallmouth off. So that, yeah, that's the weird thing with fishing is, Everything impacts everything, you know, and, uh, and the only way you can truly figure it out, you know, air quotes would be, uh, by going out and fishing. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. You say that too, cause it's a really good segue into our listener question. Cause what we're really talking about is kind of how that behavior starts to change when things start to cool off. Right. So, you know, so Bill wanted to know as we move into September and, you know, if everything holds right, it should start cooling off and the nights will start getting cooler. You know, what does that do to, um, where you're going to find small mouth and how you fish for them? Yeah. So usually September is some of the best topper fishing, uh, in our neck of the woods that, that I found. Um, so usually you're still going to be topwater oriented. Uh, and what you want is all of these little evening thunderstorms to kind of stop happening. So you get consistent weather patterns that are just, it's slowly getting a little bit more cool. The fish are going to notice that. And rather than them just shutting down, they're going to increase the feed. Uh, and that's, that's one of the cool things about September is kind of that 
it's still summer in terms of what it feels like, you know, in the 80s, mid-80s. So the fish are still going to be eating, but you get that cicadas that they'll start dying off. Usually that's, you know, when we start getting more frost, which has been a little weird the past couple of years when that starts. But because like last year, we still had good topwater fishing through, I mean, it was October and we were still fishing topwater. Uh, but so that's going to be the, the trend. I wouldn't say that September is like straight up. That's the transition month where, you know, they're going to stop eating top water and they're going to start going into more of a fall behavioral pattern. Um, most of what you're going to see through September is really going to be lower clear water. And typically lower clear water and still top water bite is, is king. Um, so it's a great time to get out and float. Also, you don't have near the amount of people that are out floating. So the pressure typically decreases, which means that the fish get a little bit more stupid. Um, so, or maybe not more stupid, but they're more uh, willing to eat a fly. So that's one of the cool things. Um, now with the, the lower clear water, that also tends to mean that they're going to be spooky. Um, so you got to use a longer leader and uh, you'll have to make a little bit farther cast. But that is not true this weekend because <laughs> it, it is very uh, chocolatey milk looks going down the river. Um, I just drove over it like five minutes ago and it is still looks the same. Um, downstream of Lynchburg, it's going to be muddy. Uh, you might have some better options upstream of Lynchburg or uh, if you were willing to fish lakes, you know, you'd be able to fish this weekend. But um, yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. In terms of September, it's going to be kind of the same game plan, but usually a little bit better uh, in in the fish are going to be still responding the same way in the June period. Now, some places like, I know down towards Matt, Riley, um, everything does get a little bit colder then, so they're going to be uh, moving a little bit earlier than, than our fish here on the James. Yeah, got it. And, you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. If you'll send us a question, usually our Facebook or Instagram feed are the best places to get those questions to us. If we read your question... I'll send you some articulate fly swag and you'll get it into a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And before I let you hop, Ethan, why don't you let folks know where you're located in Lynchburg and the hours and how to find you on the internet and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So you can find me most days in the shop. That's uh, in downtown Lynchburg. It's 920 Commerce Street, Lynchburg, Virginia. So that's where I am pretty much every day unless I'm out fishing or anything kind of thing. Um, if that's the case, then you can send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. That's Tail Tellers Fly Shop on Facebook or Tail Tellers VA on Instagram. And I'm the one that answers all of the, the inquiries or messages or emails. So if you're trying to get info on uh, local conditions or you know fishing setups, that sort of thing, then um, that's, that's one of the great ways uh, anymore that you can do that is just by sending an Instagram DM or sending an email um, and like I said I'm the one that gets all those our uh, phone number you know you can call and chat to me or yell at me or do whatever you want <laughs> well there you go well listen folks the weather is certainly improving from a uh human comfort perspective you owe it to yourself <laughs> to, to get out there and chase a few tight lines everybody tight lines Ethan tight lines <laughs>